Welcome to Roots and Graffiti Season 2, a short chat diving into the happenings of Jasper County, Indiana. Episode topics range from project announcements to conversations about rule issues. Hosted by the Jasper Newton Foundation and the Jasper County Economic Development Organization, together we explore and break down what's happening here in Jasper County. I've, I've been into art my entire life, you know, and it sounds it's crazy or weird, I don't know, but I, I think I just grew up in an artist household. Like, my yeah. my dad was in a rock and roll band, mm-hmm. and we had a multi-track recording studio at our house, yeah. and I remember going to gigs at bars when they were sound checking, and I'd be sitting in the kick drum <laughs> while they were sound checking, mm-hmm. you know, That's like, awesome. inside of it. And oh, cool. <laughs> You know, just big concerts in the backyard. And at the same time, my brother and my cousin PJ, my brother Josh and my cousin PJ, they were super into hip hop, like, which was totally different than rock and roll, you know? I think about then it was when the movie Beat Street came out and another movie called Breakin'. And those movies put hip hop culture like around the world. That kind of sparked an interest in hip hop culture for me, but I was more interested like in the dance and I saw the graffiti in the background, but it really didn't uh, translate to me for some reason yet. My oldest memories are drawing with, with my Aunt Nancy and my dad and I just remember drawing constantly, you know, and my Aunt Nancy was kind of a hippie and she would teach me like, you know, just hippie letters, like yeah. whimsical looking letters and how to draw nature and things like that. Continuing on, my mom would uh, frame my artwork like in second grade and hang it in coffee shops and, and put on art wow. shows for me and stuff like that. And I think it was 92, my brother showed me a graffiti magazine that came out of LA. I can't remember the name of it, but... Uh, it was like the first time that I saw what we would call wild style uh, mm-hmm. graffiti, like very, very like, you know, like this tattoo. This is actually yeah. very representative of a 1992 uh, piece that I have tattooed on my arm here. Just very abstract. And it was a lot of flow and just big pieces that filled the whole wall. And I think I was sixth grade at the time. And I was like, that's what I want to do. So I switched from drawing like nature and all these things and I just practiced letters over and over and over. And all I did was graffiti for years and kind of takes you down a rabbit hole, like the world of graffiti. It's all fun in the beginning. And then, you know, once you start doing illegal activity and um, that always opens the door for other other things. So kind of ventured down a, a little wild road for a bit. A lot of it was fun and a lot of it wasn't, you know, yeah, it was good yeah. with the bad. I think a lot of uh, young men and and women now, back then it was predominantly men, but now there's, you know, girls, just as many girls as guys. But at least as a young man, my experience was like, I'm sneaking out, climbing a rooftop in the middle of the night and I feel like Spider-Man. Yeah, like, yeah. It was more about being an action figure, you know, yeah, it was sure. less about vandalism and right. more about like, Nobody is here. It's two in the morning, and I'm on a Coca-Cola billboard. Yeah. You know, yeah. like right? just like a wild, wild experience. You know, I was 17 or 18 when I proposed to my now, you know, my yeah. wife, and I was like realizing one, 
my taxes, my own money, my tax money is cleaning things up. And then, uh, two, I don't want to be sitting in jail, like with right. a, a wife at home, you know? So nothing, nothing makes you more of an old man than taxes and wife, right? Like, <laughs> so yeah, just switched it up and just kind of pursued legal work. And, you know, I realized too, a lot of that was more about fame and like wanting to be famous in the graffiti world mm -hmm. and, and I mean that's predominantly what graffiti is about within the culture it's like what other graffiti writers are going to see my name and you know which or my alias I just wasn't about that I didn't really care about that you know? yeah is that the term graffiti writer yeah we call ourselves writers writers yeah. okay I haven't heard that before mm -hmm. yeah so that's kind of that's what jump started it so how did you go from marking buildings and coca-cola billboards to you know, traveling all over the world. Let's talk about the transition, but also then like start talking about like, you know, how did you get from being a graffiti writer to being a mural artist? Like what was that trend? What did that transition look like? Yeah, for me, you know, I had some really good people in my life that were ex-vandals and kind of shifted over to murals. And uh, they really were like, well, you, you know, you don't have to stop doing what you love. Just kind of switch it up and we'll show you how to do it. So one of my one of my best friends, uh, Fasm, who actually has murals here, really kind of took me under his wing and, and showed me how to take my drawings that I was always yeah. doing with nature and all these things and actually execute it in a mural. So really just started practicing slowly would do side gigs because the you know, I worked at the rec center and that didn't cover the bills and they allowed me to you know do what I had to do to make ends meet and I would go just do like jobs on the weekend when I could really low cost and just trying to figure out right. and navigate the business side of the art world and did that for a long time and I just kept feeling the itch to go into full-time art about nine years ago and that's when I got the opportunity to be on a television show and it was that show that allowed me like the freedom to jump into the career. I felt like wow. the support like from the show, I felt like I was ready, you know, and it was is what I needed to feel confident. What what TV show? I didn't know this. Yeah, it was called Street Art Throwdown. It was like a nine episode reality series where yeah. you're competing, you know, for the prize and stuff like I'm that. YouTubing this. Yeah, time. check it out. It's on <laughs> Apple TV. Really? And, Amazon Prime and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, that's pretty sweet. I was just like praying, like, oh God, just help me make it to episode three because I want to go into full time yeah. art. So I'm hoping I just like get some recognition to help thrust me into a career. Episode four came, episode five, six, seven. I just kept going, and uh, I think it was episode eight. I thought I was done. They they took all my spray paint away, and it was the episode before the finale. I had never done a brush mural in my life. Wow. And they excluded spray paint for that challenge. I was up against uh, three brush artists and ended up winning that. Um, and then going no into the finale way. with uh, a couple of them and ended up winning the show. No oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I've never, I've never heard this. this is yeah. Cool. It was really exciting. And it gave me like a nest egg to start my yeah. career. Yeah. And I was able to like get the things I needed, like paint sprayers, get a little truck and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, so it was a good cool. start. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Fun to watch. It was actually terrible. To film. Yeah, right. it was kind of a nightmare. Actually, really? yeah. Where was it? Where was it filmed at? Was it like in San Francisco or was it was it... in Los Angeles? Okay. Yeah. 
yeah. surrounding areas, yeah. but mostly LA. And was it like artists from all over? It was all over the country. It was the the first and last season. They yeah. only did one. It uh, it was an NBC show, mm-hmm. so it aired on Oxygen and one other NBC network. Can't remember which other one. But yeah, it was. I felt like the show was literally made for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, because I, you know, on the show, <laughs> like everything I had done in my career was. I mean, I grew up doing graffiti, so you have to be fast. And then any gig I had was, I had one or two days to finish right. a gig. Yeah. So most of my experience was, I need to paint fast. I need to get this done. So I don't think I was the best artist on the show. I was just the fastest. Yeah. So it came more down to like who could finish this thing. You know, like one of the challenges was we selected straws for like earth, wind, and fire. Like yeah. that was the theme. And then there was a moving box truck that we had like five or ten minutes to paint oh a mural about earth, wind, or fire, whatever we selected. Oh so it was like, you know, I had to in ten minutes do like this mural of about earth, you know. So yeah, it was wild. crazy. Yeah, just ridiculous stuff like that. So you become this super famous uh, reality TV star. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so how? So what happens? So what happens then? Like. You you have your nest egg, you launch in, and so mm-hmm. how how do you start? You know how do you get out there? What's the what's that business side look? Because I don't think a lot of people even like understand like what it takes to like do this. And yeah, and they re- they really don't. Like I I encourage young people who want to have an art career all the time. I say go to business school. Like, yeah. Don't even don't even. I I didn't go to art school, you know. And I wish I went to. I wish I like had some business classes, but. You know, I'm reading a lot and studying and watching videos to figure things out. But when I started, I had a friend in business who he was like, look, Cameron, you don't need to worry about it. You're going to be okay. Like, just just be you. And Mm -hmm. because I actually felt weird about selling murals, you know, like I I was uncomfortable with it. And, you know, I was asking him questions like, how do I do this? Because I want to do it for a living, but I I feel bad, you know, and he was like, look, you don't have to feel bad. Just jump into it and just be you and you're going to be fine. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. It just gave me uh, again. It was just something that gave me confidence. But along the way, I have figured some things out. I am constantly researching online, constantly Googling uh, RFQs, RFPs. Mm-hmm. I think Europe is called tenders. It's mm-hmm. like a different. Yeah different word for it and constantly applying and then I try to meet as many people as I can yeah and and that's the part where my friend was like you don't have to worry about it because I literally want to do that anyway I want to be involved in community yeah I 100% believe that murals bring change to communities I think that's just it like I love people Mm -hmm. I want to see people flourish I I want to see communities uplifted. So that's where he's like, you don't have to try. Right. Just just do that. Do you think do you think it's like and I, I so the foundation's like catchphrase for the last five years has been love where you live. And because I think that story you tell yourself about where you are and about who you are matters. And so I feel like that's the same thing. If we we see ourselves reflected in the artwork or see a better version of ourselves or something we want for ourselves then it's then it's there yeah and like that speaks to us and then influences our choices the next day and and all those things so i feel i see that absolutely i I love that love where you live i mean words are so powerful right yeah 
oftentimes we have like negative thoughts about our community Mm -hmm. and then we verbalize it and then it continues to support that negative thing in our mind whereas if we actually take initiative whether it's being physically involved in change or speaking life about your community yeah it'll actually change your mind like it'll you know you put those words out there it's gonna it's gonna bring change even in your own mind mm-hmm. like instead of just seeing the bad but you speak of the good yeah. uh, it's gonna change things yeah. so murals speak not verbally but visually so i think that's a huge part of that yeah so how did you get to indiana I, this was <laughs> a great segue because the one gig i got from the show was Indiana. Oh, really? My what? first mural after the show was the bird on the side of Embers. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's how I got brought what? out here. So I, I just had... ate lunch. I took a picture posted on Instagram today. <laughs> that was my view at lunch, literally. Yeah, that was that was probably like, I don't know, four months after the finale aired. That really? was like, yeah, came out Crazy. and painted the bird. And I honestly, I have not got any other gigs where people knew that I was on the show. Like everything else was just hustle, but that was the main one I got, and it was it's like the one of the best things that ever happened to me. You know, Indiana has become our second home. Second home. Yeah, <laughs> we love it here so much. Wow. You know? So where all of you painted at in Indiana? Well, I put on two festivals in Lafayette. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I brought out a ton of artists for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Fowler. I got mm-hmm. brought out to do just the grain silo. And then ended up painting the butterfly mural and the windmill blade that's out there. Mm -hmm. So that was all on the same trip. And then I have, I don't know, like four or five in Remington now. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Was hired for a couple and then um, just kept going with it. And I'm painting DeMont right now. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I feel like I'm missing some. Oh, I did Earl Park. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorite murals that I've done in Earl, Earl Park. We're close. Like, I say we. It's my wife and I work, who work on curating. But um, I feel like we got to be close to bringing almost 100 murals to Indiana with uh, collectively, like with the artists that we mm-hmm. hire at the festivals and stuff like that. I wish we had an award. Can, we make an, can Indiana make an award <laughs> for that? Yeah, I think so. Oh, you have Holcomb's yeah. phone number? Let's get, let's get an award or something. You guys too, and Embers, and like everybody involved. That's a it's a big community effort, you know. Yeah, to no, get that stuff. It. So when yeah. you say put on a festival, yeah, what exactly do you mean by that? So I work really hard to bring out artists who will love community as much as we do, mm-hmm. because I've been to enough mural festivals where it feels like a competition, yeah, and it feels like certain artists look at themselves as like the the coolest thing in the world yeah and uh i try to steer away from that at all costs so i kind of instagram and facebook stock artists all year and get to know them and figure out who's going to be a good fit in the community and and fall in love with indiana right and be a blessing and vice versa who's going to you know, fit where the community loves them as well. So yeah, that's kind of how I curate and that's how I look for artists. I start having conversations. I look at their artwork, make sure, you know, we were talking about things earlier, like where we, uh, I I don't want anything offensive, you know, on one way or the other when it comes to the art. So I I look at that, make sure it's an artist that is uh, speaking life through their art. And yeah, that's kind of what I do. And then my wife and I work, 
getting all the, I mean, we got to help artists link up artists with building owners. That is probably the hardest part is getting permission for buildings and then making sure that the artists and the building owner are okay, you know, and working together. And then my wife and I have to put together everybody's orders for paint. And we also put together outings and events for the artists so that they're feeling good while they're here. Between us and Embers, as far as Rensselaer goes, we try to make sure they're entertained, the artists, and they have water and Mm -hmm. drinks and food and everything. There's There's a ton that goes into it. Yeah. So you you spray painted over, all over the world. Yeah. So so like where? Remember, but I've been to, I've I've probably been to, I'm like shy of twelve states in the United States. Okay. And I've painted throughout Canada, I've painted throughout Europe. I think eight countries in Europe. China went there with my son. Painted that was really cool. Painted for an orphanage in China. Wow. That was pretty exciting. What was what was China like? China is awesome, man. Really? It's 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 crazy but awesome at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like I I I don't know. I might I might be speaking out of turn because <laughs> I do not live in China, yeah. you know. Uh but it as far as how I felt when I was there, I went into this little area in downtown Beijing that was like I mean it was pretty intense. It was it was kind of hood looking yeah. like not, you know, like the walls were kind of crumbling and it was mm-hmm. and then I kept seeing these symbols and so I put it on Instagram and I was like, "Hey, someone tell me what these symbols mean." And then someone told me that area is about to be demolished. So, apparent, you know, everything's eminent domain. So, yeah. Yeah. if they think your house or a building isn't part of like advancement of the culture, they'll just take it and demo the area and wow. then build like a high rise there. So someone told me that's eminent domain. They're about to demo that whole little area. And I, I was back in these cuts with like, you know, there's older people back there. That was their house. And yeah. um, pretty wild. Then even though I was using a VPN, my phone got shut down. So oh, I was like VPNing from, you know, a whole nother country. And, and my phone was like off the rest of the trip. I couldn't even use any social media or anything. Oh my gosh. So it was pretty gnarly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, but, you know, China is gorgeous. Like, I mean, the the people are beautiful. You might, one of my favorite memories is just riding through the countryside on a scooter with my son, just yeah. sitting on back and, you know, you're just like weaving through traffic of scooters and going into little villages. And yeah. It was a dream of mine to visit the Great Wall of China from, you know, since mm-hmm. grade school. And yeah. so to be able to do that with my son, it was actually a dream of mine to do graffiti on the Great Wall of China. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I refrained. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I obviously refrained. Um, you know, I definitely, I would go back. People were brilliant and loving and yeah, it was great. How does a mural like that come to be like how do you how do you find that and like how do you make that happen on your end like what are the logistics of that yeah every it's different every time you know there's times where i will literally just fly out like i'll buy a ticket and mm-hmm. i'll go somewhere and at the same time i'm trying to meet with like chamber of commerce or mm-hmm. meet with uh, the mayor or meet with uh, I don't know, like a nonprofit or something. And it's just, it's kind of educating on what street art could do for community Mm -hmm. because there's tons of economics around street art, especially in the last few years. There's a lot of articles that have said that um, street art has contributed to uh, the economy like immensely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you see it with 
big city developers, mm-hmm. their first thing they do is hire street artists, which is another interesting topic for another day. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that is like one of the first things they choose, right? So um, yeah, I kind of seek out seek out groups and stuff like that. Um, other times, like uh, I went to Guatemala last year and that was like, I just wanted to go. Like part of my graffiti crew lives down there. Mm-hmm. They set up some stuff where we just went and worked with kids in small villages wow. and yeah, just kind of went around Guatemala, just like teaching classes and helping kids and stuff like that. That's so it, it, it's always different. So let's talk inspiration. Yeah. So when you approach a wall, which is way more than an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. Yeah. Like, yeah, what, yeah, like yeah. What, what goes through your head? Like, does the wall tell you what it wants to be? Or no. do you have some, kind of have an idea and it just, it sort of kind of, yeah, tell us what happens. It's different every time. So sometimes I base the composition, like the architecture determines the composition. Mm-hmm. For example, Demont right now, like the architecture is pretty crazy like mm-hmm. it's it's a hard wall to paint yeah. there's random windows that have no order or or <laughs> anything to it right? right so i'm having to navigate that like putting things in places that i normally wouldn't right other times i'll see like um a building that actually had an architect like design it and i'll try to work off certain lines or angles and things like that and then other things i you know i mentioned nature is always a big theme in what i do yeah faith is a big theme yeah. i don't i don't push it you know right. but it is probably the underlying predominant role in everything i do yeah. in my paintings and the people that live in those places like yeah. i leave these towns you know i leave I, I go home to san francisco and as much as i tried to move to rensselaer it didn't happen <laughs> um but you know i leave and everyone else is still there so for me to come in and act like my idea or my art is going to be the best thing for that community is probably not the best idea i really try to think hard about what yeah. people will like there yeah. you know and and with that, you you teach people about art, and then you get to grow into like abstract, right? Like when we when we started the stuff here in Rensselaer, a lot of it was portraiture, animals, and yeah. now we have abstract, right? Yes. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And the abstract is going to be the backdrop of an like an arts festival in July. Prairie Arts Council is putting something on in the new park. Um, yeah. On, um, Kellner Street and where the buildings burnt down so it's going to be great to just to be it's just great to be it's fun to be in that space yeah like I love to walk the alley yeah. and just look and just be there yeah we'll be back for that really yeah yeah we're doing a smaller rent art walk yeah. this year okay yeah so fantastic we'll be back my parents are coming oh, wow. that's awesome yeah family very event. excited they're pulling their uh, camper trailer from <laughs> Omaha Nebraska pulling it out here so wow yeah yeah that's awesome I, and I haven't heard you explain anything but in all all your murals when you talk about nature being a like an inspiration is there something like is there something deeper there is there more like is there a bigger tie yeah birds and uh butterflies are a pretty big theme mm-hmm. in my work and they both have their specific like meaning to me but with birds I remember wanting to be a bird <laughs> as a small child okay. like I, I literally would tell the teacher when they ask you what you want to be when you grow up, I would say a bird, you know? And uh, wow. so when I paint, like someone asked me one time, how do you feel when you paint? 
and it's that feeling of running around the lawn with your arms out of like freedom and people might think you look stupid but you don't care when you're five years old yeah Yeah. right like and i think that's what painting is like when you're up there on a boom lift and it's just you in the wall and you just feel weightlessness and freedom it's like that flow state um so that's that's why birds are a big theme Mm -hmm. butterflies i read one time that they think that butterflies experience pain in the chrysalis so when their bodies Mm -hmm. are dissolving Mm And so a lot of people paint butterflies, you know, because of just the beautiful transformation. But I think where I was in my life, the neighborhood I mentioned where I ran the rec center, it, it's tough, man. I yeah. mean, yeah. the stuff that we had to experience there, I would never wish on anybody. And so I saw pain firsthand yeah. and I've experienced pain, but what do you do with that pain? What do you allow it to become or whatever? So that is that is why I do a lot of the butterflies or butterfly patterns. Mm-hmm. But nature in general, I think, speaks of creation. You know, I, I see, you know, I, I, I do believe in God. So I, I believe I see God in creation. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I'm in awe of that. You yeah. know, when mm-hmm. I'm on a mountaintop or looking at a cornfield or looking at a tree, you know, whatever. I, I'm so enamored and impressed that i will never be able to paint something that amazing yeah you know so i'm kind of fascinated by it of all the places you've been especially in the states where's your favorite place to go and paint rensselaer indiana all right <laughs> <laughs> Yay! And, and, and i'm not i i'm not just saying that i 100 percent. you know everybody knows i mean my parents are coming here yeah in a amazing. month right like yeah. they don't do that for my other gigs. They might go to Montana with me this year too, but um, I mean, I have been talking about Rensselaer for years to my family and friends and yeah, I love it here so freaking much. And is this is good because like we were just talking about how like the Jasmine Foundation's, you know, theme is love where you live. And, you know, for so many of us who live here on a daily basis, we just don't appreciate the things that make a community like Rensselaer or or even the whole county, right? Unique in, in its own ways. Maybe we don't have mountains or oceans, but we have we have really great people that kind of we lose track of that. So what what do you love so much about Rensselaer, Indiana? I, I think people are genuine, you know, and they're kind and mm-hmm. they truly appreciate what's happening, mm-hmm. you know, here. Yeah. And I've the love I've experienced here is uh, pretty amazing. I have really good friends here. They're just amazing, you know, and I want to hang out with them all the time and I don't get to because I don't live here. So I think it's the friendships that I've formed. I mean, the amount, even in DeMott, the amount of gift cards I have received for lunch is insane. It's awesome. Like I can't even eat that much food. (laughs) Like I'm trying to keep up with it. You know, I have have a few that I haven't even spent yet, you know, sitting in the car and every day, you know, and, and then here in Rensselaer, like, during the art walk, we have people bringing us pictures of lemonade and cookies and yeah. just all these things. And even the artists we bring here. I mean, we bring artists from Argentina, all throughout yeah. California, New York, like just all over the world. They're coming here. Korea. Mm-hmm. And all of them are like, there's nothing like Ren Art Walk. Yeah. They love it. They absolutely love it. So cool. It's awesome. You could just paint or be one of those artist who thinks they're more amazing than everyone else and participate at that level and just be rock star and not you know 
not care. But I always ask our guests the question that, you know, you want to give back, make a difference, share love. So why, like, what makes you care? Why do you even care? For me personally, it's, I think it comes down to my faith, Mm -hmm. you know? I think that's something that is instilled in me. I, I, I think my, me caring is outside of me. Mm -hmm. Like it's, there's nothing I could do about it. Yeah. If I didn't want to care, I wouldn't be able to. Like like, literally how I'm made is, is to care. And so I don't think I have any will not to, (laughs) it just, it just happens. Um, I've tried, you know, I spent a few years not trying, um, and that was really hard. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So there's nothing I could do about it. Well, we're so glad that you love hanging out with us. Like yeah. in all of our communities. Yeah. I mean, from Remington to DeMott now. So I'm glad they're part of so the full. We've got the so. whole interstate now, right? Yeah. We were just it's talking awesome. about that. Yeah. yeah. So what, what can anyone who's listening expect from Cameron Moberg for the rest of the year, this week, things like that? We'll be, yeah, we'll be back in July. So mm-hmm. come hang out. Come see the art that's coming up. I mean, back home, I'm doing... I'm curating a lot of live art because, you know, COVID is slowing down and California is starting to open up. Yeah. San Francisco was rough. We were the first ones to close yeah. down and the last ones to open. Mm-hmm. So we've been working really hard to create outdoor experiences where artists are doing live paintings and stuff like that. So we'll be putting on a lot of events back home. If someone wants to see more of your art, learn more about you, how can they do that? Or any social media really but yeah. it's camera1sf so c-a-m-e-r-1-s-f and okay. it's the number one and we'll put all the links to social media and stuff in the show notes that way um if anyone's listening they can go to the show notes and just click on the link thanks for hanging out and, yeah. Yeah. and chatting with us and thanks for being in jasper county and we're always everyone always gets really excited whenever you're coming back and get to be here and hang out for a little while. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Hey guys, thanks for listening. For more information on today's topic, check out the show notes below or email us at rootsandgraffiti at jaspercountyin.com.